What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. This is your host, Nate Bailey. And, and uh, today I'm excited. I had the opportunity to actually, we recorded this podcast once before and something happened with the file. Um, I was also on, on her show, her podcast, and uh, realized that, that the recording that I had done with her for my show um, was bad. So we brought her back on for a second time, had a much different conversation this time than we did the first. And it was just a, a fun conversation. I love it. Alicia Barr from Denver, Colorado, and what she's up to. She's a sales expert, sales trainer. Um, she's she's fun. She's energetic, and uh, just a uh, just a great great conversation. So, with that, I I can't wait for you to hear this. Uh, for more on my show and everything that I'm up to, as always, you can go to natebailey.org. But uh, let me introduce you to the powerful and wonderful Alicia Barr. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Championship Leadership Podcast. Alicia Barr with us from Denver, Colorado, or that area anyways. I'm not sure if you're in the city limits of Denver, but uh, full disclosure, this is, this is take two. Uh, the first take got lost in production somewhere in the weeds, and so she's nice enough to come back on and uh, do this again because I had a great time with her the first time, so uh, you just didn't get to hear it. Uh, which means we're going to do even better this time. So how are you doing, Alicia? Doing really well. And I am in Denver and it's beautiful. here. You are in, in Denver. All right. Perfect. Yeah. It's nice out there. Yeah. It's sunny. It's going to be 84 today. It's actually pretty warm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's actually in Minnesota today. It's probably seventies and sunny as well. So yeah, I love this time of year. You never know. It could be 30. You never uh, know. It could be snowing. You know, I know Denver's probably kind of the same, right? Uh, I think it's sunnier than Minnesota. My, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, my impression is Minnesota is like a little like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the wintertime. But um, well, let's let's kick this off. Championship leadership is the name of the podcast. What does that mean to you when you hear that? Well, so I am a high ticket sales coach. And when I think of championship leadership, um, I think it means a real leader is somebody who empowers other people to be the best versions of themselves. So it's not so much about them like giving them advice, but helping them uncover their own 
strengths within themselves. And it's kind of the same with sales. You want the person to uncover why they need what, what you're offering rather than you telling them what they need to do and why they need it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that flows very nicely into uh, what you do and what you're all about. So if you could, for no one that knows Alicia Barr yet, I had the opportunity also to be on her podcast. It's coming out very soon, or actually I believe is already out. And uh, so, yeah, let us know like kind of a little bit of your background and the path that you've been on and how that's taken you to where you are and what you're up to today. Yeah. So um, I, I worked for corporate for 10 years selling digital marketing. And if you've ever, if anyone's ever worked for corporate, they've experienced how they don't deliver on client promises. And eventually it gets embarrassing. Um, So I was tired of that and opened my own uh, marketing agency and scaled it for three years with a network of contractors to the point where I had to hire people. And that was hard. Um, So I decided, and I missed sales, honestly. I mean, I did my own sales, but it was really great to have that um, firsthand interaction with marketing. It made me really familiar with how to execute on all of that type of stuff. So now I do sales and marketing coaching. So I help people like with their offers and selling them. And something that's really different about me is just the custom, the customization of the sales process to you, your personality, your audience, and your um, product or service, which for whatever reason, other experts, gurus, or methodologies or processes are, are never really custom. So a lot of people are doing this thing that they've been told works and it's not selling anything, but they think it's them. And so they just keep doing it and keep not selling. And it's not them. It's, it's not them. It's that it doesn't fit you, your <laughs> product or your audience. So when you say it's not them, what do you mean? Um, so it's not like, I mean, I guess it's them in the way that that maybe they just don't feel comfortable with delivering it in that way. So it's just accepting that maybe that's not how you would say it. Like if you feel weird having a conversation with someone or saying things a certain way with someone, they feel weird too. You can for yeah. sure know that. <laughs> so whatever you're doing, you want to feel really good about it. It's kind of like how in an email, sometimes people prefer to be more formal or more casual. So you would feel weird talking formally if you were a casual person and vice versa. Like that's a really simplistic metaphor version of what it's like a sales pitch. Yeah. Or a process or a script or whatever. Yeah. So what was it that, um, you know, when you decided to take the leap to go out on your own, what, what was the, the big driver for you? What was a big moment if you could share that with us and, and how, how that happened? Yeah. So I had, I was working with auto dealers, which they're really awful clients. (laughs) I don't know if anybody's ever worked with an auto dealer, but they are rough. Um, And I had a manager who was getting involved with um, like a renewal. There were a lot of things that had been upsetting up to that point of like things not being delivered and blah, blah, blah. But she was messing up the sale basically. And I was like, okay, so like, is this going to continue because I'm being held accountable for these results, but I'm not able to affect them at all. So is that just going to like continue to be a thing? And she was yeah. like, yeah, it is. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go now. <laughs> was it just like that? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to awesome. see goodbye then. Like yeah. my hands are tied. Like, 
I don't want to deal with that situation. You can either like take it off of my desk and I'm no longer held accountable for it and paid on it um, because you're going to ruin it. And that's going to really mess up my compensation. But I mean, it was like the final thing in a, in a lot of things, you know, like like I was saying, it's just like, how many times do I need to talk to a client about messing something up? This is so embarrassing. Right. Right. So uh, how did you know what to do after that? Well, that's the moment you decided to move, but then what? I had always been doing marketing on the side. So I'd always had clients. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go do it like, and I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. So I'd always had one or two clients on the side and I was like, well, I guess I'll just do this. But I mean, it was still really scary, of course. Like, um, you you know, the beginning is the hardest part of anything that you ever Mm -hmm. do, um, especially a business. So like, how am I going to get clients? You know, like luckily I knew people who referred me to people and then the referrals just continued to go on and on. And, um, I did go back to a full-time job though at a point. That's how I got to Denver. My old boss, I was like, cause health insurance is so expensive guys. Yeah. It's so expensive. And we were like, okay, we can't afford to do this. So my old boss reached out to me from the Denver post and was like, Hey, um, do you want to come work here? And I was like, I think it's going to be exactly the same, but I'm going to be cautiously optimistic that it's not. Yeah. And it'll at least give me the financial means to get to Denver because I've always wanted to go to Colorado because Texas is flat. <laughs> so flat. And, right. that's, and it's also so hot. Oh my God. Yeah. And like the roaches fly and there's like tons of mosquitoes. Anyway, um, worked there for nine months and then quit for, for good because it, it was just like the other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Texas is flat, but uh, I must have found the unflat part because in January I went down San Antonio Bandera area and it was like really hilly. It was miserable for 60 miles. So anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. there are some hilly parts to Texas. I know that for a fact. There, there are hilly parts. So I was in Austin and Austin is hilly. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not mountainous. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Austin's just north of there, right? A little bit. So. Well, you are, you forgot to mention you are also a rap star. Oh my God. Did we talk about that last time? <laughs> oh yes. You should, <laughs> you sent me some videos and uh, I got to watch and yeah, she's a rap star. She has some videos and they're amazing and you should definitely watch them. Uh, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I actually Tell us about that. that a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, totally well, awesome. so I, I got pregnant and for all the women who've ever been pregnant, like I was just shocked that all, all the women since the beginning of time just been walking around, like they feel normal and working and <laughs> all the things like they're not hung over every day. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> and I had to write a song about it because everybody has a jam. There's a, there's a jam for every phase of life except uh, being pregnant. And that's a pretty, you know, transformative phase of anyone's life. So yeah. Um, I did make a rap video about it and I, I am working on an entrepreneur rap. I have it written. That's what I thought. Yeah. Last time we talked, you were working on something. I'm, I'm not sure if it was that same project or not, but. Yeah. So I have it written. I just need to record it with some, um, I just like buy a beat offline basically. And, you know, do what feels right. Like what yeah. matches it, I guess. Yeah. The beat that I pick. Well, I think I mentioned to you, you, you should send whatever you got to my boy, Joey Yak. Have you ever heard of Joey Yak? No. Okay. So he was a, uh, 
I don't want to say you're, you're not a legit rapper, but I'm not legit. Le- I have legit no problem. rapper. Like <laughs> crazy bone from bone thugs and harmony for a year. Oh, um, so he was in that world touring and anyways, but w- he has a business where he puts like, uh, he, he, you know, puts your message to music. Right. So for entrepreneurs, like my podcast, he actually, my intro for my podcast, he did. So anyways, uh, I'm sure cool. he put some beats to your music that would be amazing. Okay. So anyway, he's a good dude too. Um, Joey Yak, giving a shout out to Joey Yak. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get back on track with some, some championship leadership stuff here. Who are, who are some of the people that have really impacted you as championship leaders, coaches, mentors, and what is it really, what are some of the characteristics more so than anything uh, that stand out about these folks? Yeah. So I would say, you know, out of all the people that I've ever met that are, are really impressive to me, the ones who have no ego are the most successful. So they're not worried. Like when somebody's ego is involved, there are these motivations toward the final product that have, that aren't about the final product being good. So mm-hmm. it messes up the um, delivery and quality of something. So if the only point is to make something badass, then it's going to be badass. <laughs> if yeah. everybody's just like, how do we do this? I don't care if my idea is the idea. I don't care yeah. if a mix of my idea and your idea. Like we're just all going to come together and, um, you know, not have anything driving this other than, you know, being really proud of, of what we're creating. And that allows a lot more innovation and creativity. I mean, can be easier said than done, right? It's tough to kill the ego and set it aside. It is, but uh, I cannot work. It's really, that was the, one of the most difficult things at corporate for me was that there was always some other reason that things were happening the way they were happening. Yeah. It was different from like, taking care of the client or, um, doing something really well. It was just like, I I don't know. I'm not a politics person. I could never play the politics. People thrive on it. You know, I was just like, Oh, I don't have time for this shit. Like, well, I think that's why, you know, that's, that is, it's a big characteristic to championship leadership definitely is because it is so hard to do that. There's very few that are able to do it and, uh, do it well, really selfless, right? Selfless leadership. I think that's, you know, that's ego free secure they're secure in who they are and you know not afraid to have others have ideas great ideas and not have to know everything right and not afraid if if someone steps up and shines other than themselves yeah no they're like please step up shine please yeah right, right. Um, yeah and i mean there is something about the word selfless that though i think it's also important as a leader to have boundaries so like, let, like being able to say, okay, you're getting off sure. track yeah. here. Like Absolutely. let's keep it with Keep them on track, right? Yeah. But yeah. like, again, it's not because of ego. It's for the quality of the project mm-hmm. and, and not overly sacrificing yourself. Because a lot of people think that if they're working so hard and hustling and burning out that it's like, you know, doing a favor for everybody and themselves, but it's actually screwing everyone over because you're a less quality version of yourself and let's be let's be real most people that are doing that they want everybody to see that they're doing it right like look at me working so hard over here so like again there's total ego inside of a, a lot of that as well right so busy yeah i'm so busy look at me i'm working so hard yeah. 
the other one characteristic I would say that is so important is um, one thing that I've learned so much on this entrepreneurship journey is mindset, like this, like mental strength is what I call it. So the ability to um, not let your brain take you down awful rabbit holes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So not being at the mercy of your mind, basically, but um, being able to clearly say like, okay, I made a mistake. What can I learn from it? And like move on and not sit there and, and beat myself up about it and not compare myself to a bunch of other people. Because the truth is that um, there's this quote that I really love about how you're comparing your behind the scenes to everybody else's feature film. Like you yeah. have no idea what's going on really. And I've worked with enough people to know that it's probably a total shit show. <laughs> yep. And that that person is having very similar issues to you. Um, so just knowing that like it's all normal and part of the process and to like keep going in spite of whatever comes up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I think that is, uh, yeah, it's, you do see that a lot. And Again, it's, 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 uh, it's tough. I don't know. You know, a lot of things you just got to learn through wisdom experiences and other people, hopefully, hopefully you come across the right people that have those characteristics that you, and you're open to be able to see that and learn from it. Right. You're just open to not figure at 25 or 30 or 35, think you got it all figured out and uh, be open to, you know, like we were talking earlier, I'm like, I feel like I'm pretty good in sales before we started, but I'm like, I'm open to like what you got and how you could help me and how I could get better. I'm always up as a coach. If you don't have a coach, I always say like your coach doesn't have a coach, like run the other way and go get somebody else that does that, that doesn't pretend that they have it all figured out. And that is continually willing to get better. Yeah, I, that's so true. I, so I, I mean, one of the people that you were asking for specific people. So I have a coach. Um, my coach is Gary Barnes and he's an international speaker and he's done like, he's had like five different lives, you know, like these different versions of businesses, kind of how you had your, uh, insurance agency for a long time. He had like a financial business and then he had, um, you know, he was a chaplain and then he has, he has his coaching business, but he did this real estate thing. And so anyway, just that variety of experience, it's so rich, you know, he's been over a lot of times, like. Yeah. He knows how to avoid getting screwed over, <laughs> yeah. you know, signs of it, um, yeah. how to establish things uh, to cover your ass, like where to put your time and priorities, like based on your goals and stuff like that. And just the resilience and the genuine caring, like somebody was asking my VA today was like, what are the two, what kind of people do you like working with? And I was like, well, it's not really like a job or anything. It's just they have to care about the people that they're selling to and they have to care about the quality of what they're delivering. And he really you run into a lot of people that don't fit that. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah, that is yeah. awful. There, there are people that are in it just to make money and there are people that are in it um, for the rec- recognition. Um, how do you, how do you filter those? Well, I, I can't, I don't know till I talk to them. So when I but, talk to them, I'm like, you, you know, just kind of know. You just kind of feel it. To someone else. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying no and not having an alternative option. So I always try to give like a resource. So like. So you're going to give. 
a shitty client to some other person. <laughs> well, some people are okay with those. Yeah, things. no, I get it. I just like, playing. Yeah. I, yeah, but yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I think someone else might be better yeah. uh, to help you. Yeah, yeah. So. I love it. What's, yeah. um, what is a, you know, I don't know if you remember this question, but critical moment, um, kind of that fork in the road moment where had you made a different decision, obviously you made the one you did, which has you where you are today, but had you decided differently, you'd be in a very different place. I think it's powerful for the listeners, leaders, entrepreneurs, especially with 2020 and everything craziness that's going on, a lot of uncertainty. Powerful to hear these stories from from the guests of the show and how they've responded in those moments. Is there a moment that comes to mind for you? Yeah, you know, um, I've always, for whatever reason, maybe it's like my mom was a real entrepreneur and like, you know, marched to the beat of her own drum or whatever. But I've always been like, wait, I'm not happy. So here, let me try and see if I can find happiness within my situation. And if not, I'm going to leave it and I'm going to pursue something else. So a lot of people struggle with that decision. But um, the most recent time that I experienced this was I had my agency and I had this client who was awful. And, um, you know, it was just like I was doing I was such a uh, prisoner to my time. And my husband is not a risk taker. This man is patient, slow, like <laughs> very different from me. Right. Yeah, Every right. time I wanted to leave a job, he was like, just wait, just wait. And I'm like, yeah. but I have looked into all resources. It's not like I just left and didn't see if I could, yeah. you know, alter it. So I was like, I'm going to dissolve my agency. And it was very successful. And it was scary, especially because I was about to have a baby. So not that I would recommend anybody, you know, start a business in the first year of their child's life. <laughs> right. I would not recommend that. Um, <laughs> but if I hadn't dissolved my agency, I mean, I find what I'm doing now so much more fulfilling and rewarding. And I also am able to make a lot more money with a lot less time. And it was hard. It was very hard in the beginning. And that is the scariest thing for anyone is when they try something new they do it for like, some people I've seen do it for two weeks and be like, it's too hard. I'm giving up. Um, yeah. I've seen people do it for a couple months and be like, too hard. I'm giving it up. I would, they say it takes three years for a business to become established. I think yeah. that's a long time. It depends on the business, right? Right. But as an entrepreneur, I think you got a good idea a year in. Mm-hmm. If it's like trending in the, in the right direction. And, you know, the fork in the road was like, my husband was like, don't do this, you know, like, like totally terrified every time that I made the choice to leave something that wasn't making me happy, even if it was making me money. Yeah. And I'm so much happier. And every time yeah. I was so much happier and made more money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, well, I mean, it's, there's probably a reason you married somebody like that. I think that often happens, right? That uh, yin and yang does balance you out, uh, the risk taker from the not, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've, especially if I haven't made up in my mind that like, this is just not where I want to be and where I'm going to be forever. Like I'll just cut the cord and be like, all right, I'm going to go figure it out. And I'll, it's never not worked out for me, which is kind of what I think you just said too. Actually, it's, it's always worked out really well for you. So that's well, great. And it will for anybody who does it as long as they um, get through. Like yeah. that's the thing is you just can't, it's not that it's going to be easy but it'll be worth it, you know? Yeah. 
And right. it doesn't have to be super hard. I'm not saying it's going to be so hard, <laughs> but it's just not going to be like the, the hardest thing about it will be your mental game. Yeah. And I don't know, sometimes you feel like it's supposed, it should be hard. And uh, like you said, why does it have to be hard? It's not that it won't be, but why does it have to be? Yeah, I think it, I think that people sometimes think it has to be hard to be worth it. And that's yeah. not necessarily true. But honestly, the hardest thing about entrepreneurship is your mind. Like the actual tasks that you do objectively are not really difficult. Yeah. It's the motivation. It's the uh, shutting out doubts. It's the um, not listening to other people thinking that you're crazy. And it really helps to find other entrepreneurs. Like I'm so grateful that I'm, because as an agency owner, I wasn't in this online entrepreneur community. So it was like, I didn't have anybody to talk to. I actually didn't even know coaching was a thing. I wish I'd had a coach. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe I would That's, have like. Yeah, my story is very similar. I, until I came across a coach, I really had no idea that it was a thing either. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's this world out here called coaching. Now, once you're in it, you're like, there's coaches everywhere. <laughs> like, I had never so heard many. of them before. And I'm like, wow. All right. Now you get like, so many. It's like, how do you figure it all out? But, yeah. but a lot of them are bad. Yeah. Like. It's really, so a lot of people, they get results for themselves and they're like, I'm a coach. Like getting yep. a lot of people can get results for themselves is very different to be able to get that result for someone else because personalities and people are different. Yeah. So different things are going to work for them to achieve the same result as you. I mean, yeah, big time. Seen that. Yeah. Like, um, in the different ways you have to motivate someone, like some, they're mo- like to get them to go past the point of where they think that their limit is. Mm-hmm. What's, um, what is the vision for you? What's what, maybe even short term of what you're trying to accomplish or what you're, you're accomplishing and going to accomplish the impact you want to make, um, inside of your business and the path that you're on? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I worry that it sounds a little cliche, but like, I, I would love to impact as many people as possible in the way that I empowering them to be able to sell. Like a lot of people think that they're bad at sales or, uh, and they're not. So they think they have to be some charming, extroverted, persuasive, smooth person. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely not. Actually, those people often don't sell as well because it's so expected that a salesperson will be like that, that you don't trust them as much. Yeah. Right. But like, being able to empower people to sell their services with the right communication and strategy that's custom to them. And it's like unlocking a gold mine for somebody. And if I, you know, they do something wonderful, which I only like working with people who really care about the people that they're helping or selling to, then that spreads even bigger. So ideally like with my course or like going to on to speak um, and, and help give people some ahas that they hadn't thought before and, it allows them, you know, to establish generational wealth. Just improve people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's very cl- cliche. I know. <laughs> what all coaches say, right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's good, though. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's the right answer. <laughs> I, lo- and, like, um, I love hearing, like, you know, Zach, we were talking about Zach uh, Babcock. Yeah. He posted how somebody was like, you changed my life. Like, I didn't think that. I, I was like, if Zach can do this, I can do this. It's this guy who is a convicted felon, like multiple times over. Um, and he's a very successful entrepreneur. And so, you know, convicted felons oftentimes think that they have no options. There's a high suicide rate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a high drug usage rate and going back to jail and whatever. Yeah. And he was like, because you could do it, I knew that I could. And so I did. And those are the kind of stories that you like live for. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Zach is to, to everything you've been saying, he's, you know, I think he, he, he just posted it today or yesterday, maybe even where he was like, you know, I tried being someone who I wasn't right with the suits and everything else. Cause I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And, and it's just not for him. And, and he's just, you know, settled in to just fully really owning who he is, which is also sounds cliche and being authentic. And, uh, but, uh, but that's really the route that he has taken. If you know him, if you've, if you watched, followed any of his stuff, like he, he's unapologetically himself, which is definitely fresh to see because it is hard to do that, especially nowadays because of Facebook and everything else going on. When you own who you are, there's always going to be someone that disagrees with that and is going to, you know, have a brain aneurysm and, 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 uh, and you got to be willing to put up with that. Well, that's why I love attraction marketing. So that's what he's doing. Nobody's yeah. going to contact him that isn't into him. So he doesn't, and that's how it is with me. Like, I don't usually have to deal with people who don't care or are like hard, aggressive closers, like at any cost, like, because right. my message is so opposite from that. Um, and yeah. I mean, like what you're saying with the suits, it's like when people try to put on a sales process or a sales script that doesn't match them, it just feels weird to the other person. Like the reason Zach didn't succeed in suits is it was obvious he was uncomfortable in suits. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, we're running up on time. And so as we start to wrap this up first, you got to wrap for us. And then second, you gotta, you have to give us uh, one or two things that if they would, people would implement today, it would help move their life forward today. What would those be? Maybe you could just wrap the answer for us. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> good enough to spontaneous wrap. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but things that they could do today. Um, I mean, I was telling you that I'm reading that street line leadership book. That's so good. Um, Basically, he, one of the things he says in that book that's so powerful is like, what is the one thing, look at what you have, what your goal is, and what's the one thing you can do right now today to move that forward? Because all you have is right now, having a plan for the future is like code for never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm going to yeah. do it later. It's a never yeah. going to happen thing. So what can I do right now? And the answer is not make a plan, guys. Secret tip there. It's going to be, I'm going to do something. Um, and that will actually move you forward. And another thing that he said that I thought was really powerful is there's a difference between childish and childlike. Mm -hmm. And the way you can know if your behavior is childish is to list out what you, um, did as a kid to get what you want to get out of trouble and see if those patterns you like, you still do them. Man, I never got in trouble as a kid. So I was, a good, I, I was a good little boy. I lied. I just lied all the time. Oh yeah. I remember my parents were like, why do you lie? And I was like, because you won't let me do what I want. Pretty straightforward answer. I, was yeah. no, I love that. That's perfect. And I, I do. I love that book. I've, I have read that book. Um, I feel I'm a pretty straight line guy. If you know me and my style, then you would definitely agree with that. But yeah, it's a great book. So definitely check that out. Straight Line Leadership uh, by Dushan. I'm trying to think of his last name. Dockage or something like that. I believe it's Dockage. But anyways, great book. Uh, appreciate you. So you can rap or what? No. <laughs> Come on. You're not. All right, but well, you guys are going to have, I'm going to have to put the link 
to her rap video. <laughs> My in, next single, drop in, drop in yeah. 2020. And, uh, you know, there was a reason I lost the files of the first one. Cause I think this was, uh, even better. Um, it was a, it was a good rehearsal for us. And so I appreciate you being here and taking time again and, uh, excited to get this one out. How can people find you and what you're up to the best, the easiest? Yeah. So, um, you can find me on aliciabar.com and it's BA, it's spelled real weird. Um, so I'm sure Nate will just put it in the notes. I will. The, the H is silent. But, but there is an H. It's spelled super different too. <laughs> it's phonetic, guys. It's how it should be spelled. Alicia. There was like a X really good kicker, I think, with the last name Bar when I was a kid that I remember. So anyway. B-A-H-R? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right on. It's yeah. German. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. What else? Any, oh, just the website Bar. the best? Uh, it has the six things you can do to immediately close now. And um, there are daily tip emails that are just value. I'm actually going to move them to Tuesdays and Thursdays only, but for now they're still daily and they're just, they're just value. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll put those links in and definitely get uh, signed up for that. I love it. Thank you. It's been great. Thank you so much, Nate. Let's go. In 05 and 06, I deployed to Kuwait. I used to wait every day for them to say, Nature going home. I missed my life, missed my wife. For 15 months, she was all alone. But when I got back, I felt out of control. Feeling entitled, I put my life on hold. I keep on drinking, so I'm sinking in a river of liquor. Me and my wife weren't all right. I didn't reconnect with it. I had a business, insurance agent, and rental properties. But is there something bigger than this? I know there's gotta be, so I invested in myself. I started seeing coaches. Life is a camera. I fixed the lens, and now I see in focus. Now my life's unrecognizable. From my life just a couple years ago. 17 plus years. Of marriage, it's never been better than this. And we got three kids, that's who I do it for. I'm gonna be a leader, I'ma lead the way, cause I'm a firm believer. We can do anything we want. If I said it, then I meant it, I probably already did it. Consider it done. Consider it done. If you need some inspiration, you should play this championship leadership podcast. Hey, baby. Tip.